DMCA and the future of YouTube versus Twitch. For those who don't know, Twitch sent out an email to everyone, basically everyone, where they said, hey, look, a bunch of companies said, hey, you know, you've got some of our material on your website in VODs and clips and stuff. We need you to take that down. And Twitch is like, okay. So they deleted all offending material off the platform and sent everyone an email saying, hey, look, people requested that we take down this content. We're not going to strike you now, but if this happens again, you will get strikes. Everyone was like, wait, what, what content did you remove? What was the offending material? When did it occur? And Twitch was like, eh, I don't know. And, and it's like, wait, so wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that if someone else requests material to be taken down and like four years ago, I used that song, you're going to strike my channel? And Twitch was like, yeah, it's like, oh, that, but that's, that's terrible. So you're saying three, three of these strikes from the entire history of me being on Twitch and my, my channel will be gone. Twitch is like, yeah. Like, uh, uh, that, that's, that's just awful. That is that's painfully awful. Everyone's just like, well, then I have to delete everything I've ever put on the platform then. Because the only way to protect myself against this kind of stuff. Like, and it, it's clips as well. Any clip made by someone else at any point. Like, even if you've deleted the VOD, the clip still stays and it's associated with your channel. Like, I talked to my partner manager about this, and, and this does seem to be an, a correct interpretation. And I think it's very silly. So on both YouTube and Twitch, a DMCA, which is a Digital, Digital Millennium Copyright Act, it's, the, it's not an actual DMCA, right? What companies like YouTube and Twitch have to do is present themselves as making a good faith effort to remove copyrighted content from their platforms. So they're not liable. All they have to do is not be overtly trying to uh, violate other people's copyright to earn a rev revenue, right? It's a low standard to me. This is my understanding anyway. It's why YouTube uh, gives people strikes. Like, you know, the strike system, you get three strikes, you're out. That isn't a legal thing. That, that, that doesn't exist in the law. Like, oh, if, you've, if you violate someone's copyright three times, your channel gets deleted. That's, that's, that's a YouTube thing. It's why YouTube has changed the rules of that many times over the years. Uh, and like in what restrictions you used to get. Like if you, back in the day, if you got one DMCA, you couldn't post videos over 10 minutes. Back in the day, DMCA, a strike on your channel, uh, would be permanent. And if you got three, eventually you just lose your channel. Of course, YouTube has removed these restrictions over the years, simply meaning that if you get three strikes, three DMCA strikes, uh, over the course of six months, you're gone. Uh, it's, like, it's like every six months or something, you lose a strike or something, and, and, then, and then, then you're fine. Twitch does not have any forgiveness scheme currently. If you get three strikes, you're gone, and there's no coming back. There's, there's nothing in the law that says Twitch has to do this, but by having rules like this, it's suggestive that they're making a good faith effort to remove copyrighted content from their platform. Like when these companies say, oh, you've got copyrighted material on your platform, Twitch is like, really? Oh, we had, I had no idea. Oh, well, we, we, we don't want that, of course. We remove it immediately. This is, this is all about removing liability, right? Other than removing the content, what they do to the content creators is up to Twitch. Because it, what the consequences is not written in the law. When a company comes to YouTube and says, uh, or Twitch and says, hey, you've got our content on the platform, that's not a legal process. They haven't gone through the courts to get that content removed. Twitch and YouTube just remove their content to cover their asses because they don't want to get sued or, or for the rules to change or whatever. 
So with this most recent, just deleting of all these clips and material, Twitch is totally able to go, yeah, we won't punish anyone this time. We will, we, we will punish people in the future. And I don't think punishing people for older content is necessary for them to establish that they're making a good faith effort to uh, remove uh, copyrighted material from their platform. Because you can't change the past. All, the, all this is going to do is force everyone to delete all of their older material. Now, I'm sure someone in a boardroom is like, we don't care about clips. We don't care about VODs. We're not trying to compete with YouTube here. We'd rather just everyone delete all that stuff so we can't, help be we, we can't be held legally liable. But for me, I've always seen Twitch's major strength in terms of keeping its content creators to be people's history on the platform. People go, oh, if I move to YouTube, like I'll lose all that history. I'll lose all that footage or whatever. I'll lose all those clips. I'll lose that, you know, all, all, all the history I have on the platform. Twitch not valuing that history, I think is a foolish mistake. It just weakens people's connection to the platform and builds a, a more negative sentiment. Where people are like, oh, you're making me delete all this stuff that I highly value? Well, fuck Twitch then. I'll move to YouTube kind of thing. Maybe this won't cause a lot of people to move to YouTube, but it, but it makes, a, makes it easier to move to YouTube. Which I don't think is good for YouTube, for Twitch. Like, I understand Twitch wanting to be seen as making that good faith effort, but I think it would have just been fine if they said, look, we won't punish you for older content, but moving forward, we will punish you. Because the, the DMCA system has always existed on Twitch. Always. All that's changed now is that Twitch has gotten bigger and more companies have taken notice about people using music in the background of, uh, of their streams. And so they're now making more claims than they ever used to before. Over the years, there has been the occasion where someone has gotten a strike and it was like, oh, you know, this is happens in a blue moon, you don't worry about it. But now it's happening more frequently. More companies are taking notice. And clearly, the companies aren't there being like, oh man, we're losing revenue because people are using our music in their background. That's, that's not the case at all. What they want is, is some kind of deal. I have been using content ID free music for like three and a half years. Something like that, like a, a long time. But in the very early days of Twitch, I would play GTA 5, which, you know, the radio, it's got copyrighted songs on it. And so there could be some clips back there with some copyrighted stuff. Now, again, the odds of those clips being struck down for songs that old isn't amazingly high right now, but there is a risk. And those clips do not have enough value on this platform for me that they're worth keeping for any risk, right? And then, of course, there's games like Watch Dogs 2. Watch Dogs 2 has copyrighted music, and I just played that recently. But again, those are older songs, it's, it's not a huge risk. But if a person like me, who 99.99% of the time has been using copyright-free music, if even I'm worried, you've got to imagine how these other people are who've been playing uh, copyrighted music for the last three to four years, you know? So basically, in summary, I think it's stupid that Twitch is willing to punish people for the past for past clips, past highlights. I think it, they'd be perfectly fine just sanctioning people moving forward who push the boundaries of their rules. This isn't a new system that they've put in place. It's simply greater enforcement and, and greater focus on the system that already existed before. But, an, but another thing though is Twitch is already in a fairly weak position versus YouTube. It has already been shown by people like Dr. Disrespect who had 30 to 40k viewers on Twitch regularly, moving to YouTube, now having 40 to 50k viewers 
Like, if you get banned from Twitch, it's not a death sentence. You just move to YouTube. What's gonna happen when 10 of the biggest streamers, like, remember that like 75% of the watch time goes to the top thousand streamers on this platform. What happens when the 10 biggest streamers say no? If you're gonna ban Ludwig, we'll, we'll all go to YouTube. What is what is Twitch gonna do in that case? Like like Twitch is in this, in this situation where they can't afford to lose all this talent, but they still need to be presenting themselves as making a good faith effort to remove copyrighted material from the platform. Let's let's say tomorrow that another set of companies says, "Hey, all these songs are ours. Remove them from the platform." Is is Twitch really going to give three strikes immediately to like half their top content creators and just send them all to YouTube? It'd be insane. It would sing Twitch. I mean, because that was always the sentiment that one of the reasons why you weren't at risk for losing your channel is because. Twitch can't afford really to enforce it to that degree, but they seem to be suggesting that they are going to enforce it to that degree. So are they are they lying? Or are they suicidal? I don't know. Twitch is still the best platform, in part because the culture is different, but also because your your revenue streams are, are better with Twitch Prime. On YouTube right now, I have 40 channel members, which is the equivalent of the subscriber on Twitch. I have over 4,000 here. I don't know, like 1,500 of those are Twitch Prime. Even if in some crazy world, people on YouTube were willing to become channel members uh, to the degree uh, the same on, on, on Twitch, I would lose all those Twitch Primes immediately. Gifting subs, bits, all this stuff, it's, it's ingrained into Twitch culture. Where on YouTube, people are more used to watching stuff for free and not engaging with material or not typing in the comment uh, in, in, in chats and stuff. Like the culture just isn't the same. You may have more viewers on YouTube, but for the time being at least, you're probably not gonna make as much money. Both because of the, the culture of giving being different and because Twitch Prime isn't there. But at the same time, it's not a death sentence moving to YouTube. With every passing week, month, whatever, the culture on YouTube changes to be more accommodating to live streams. Ultimately, at those very high levels, it's more about the eyeballs, the, the brand, and, and the recognition and stuff. And right now, Twitch has the most brand recognition, the, the mo it, it, it feels official, it has prestige. Being the biggest one on Twitch, it means more than being the biggest one in YouTube live streaming, right? And that's kind of what you want to care about when you're that size. Like, you, you aren't sweating one Twitch Prime, but you are sweating the the ability to, to sell your brand to advertisers and stuff, right? Like, there's, there's reasons you want to stay on Twitch. It's just that it's becoming less and less every day. Twitch is losing ground to YouTube, and it seems as though they will continue to lose ground to YouTube for the foreseeable future. And every time they lose ground, the threat of being banned on Twitch becomes less and less of a real problem, you know? YouTube has under 13-year-olds, mostly. It is certainly true that Twitch skews older in terms of... Um, uh, the viewer, which means people are more likely to have more disposable income uh, uh, to, to sub and whatnot. Uh, like a, a dollar, dollar value, a YouTube viewer is not worth the same as a viewer on Twitch. Of course, if you have double the viewers on YouTube, that can obviously offset that. Once you're really, really big, like 10,000 plus viewers or whatever, you're not necessarily sweating the the one Twitch Prime, the one subscription, right? You you want all the eyeballs. You want your brands to grow. You want people to be more aware of you or whatever, right? And if 
if YouTube becomes the place where you can get the most recognition, people are going to move there as opposed to worrying about one Twitch Prime or whatever, right? We aren't at the point yet where Twitch is worse than YouTube or that YouTube is better than Twitch. One day we might get there. And and moves like this, threatening everyone with bans from vampire content for DMCA, I think just accelerates YouTube's eventual dominance of the live streaming space. And I don't want that to happen because I like Twitch. This, this all just seems like a mess. I don't agree with Twitch's decisions on the matter. It's a shitty situation. Uh, I don't know how much they're going to enforce this stuff. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mess. An interesting mess. In a world where Twitch and YouTube are equal, YouTube wins because they have more users. The only way Twitch can, be, can, can succeed ahead of YouTube is if they are better in enough ways, more than simply the audience. This move suggests that Twitch does not have anyone's back. That they're, they're willing to go overboard, in my estimation, to present themselves as making that good faith effort to remove copyrighted content rather than protecting their, their streamers. Is Twitch profitable for Amazon? Listening to people like Devin Nash or whatever, it's, it's been heavily suggested that Twitch is either making a loss or not making a heap of money. Like people look up the revenues for Twitch and be like, oh my god, they're making, they're getting billions in revenue. But you're gonna send the vast majority of that is paid out to content creators. That's not profit, that's revenue. And remember that Twitch Prime, while keeping us on the platform, is a loss for Amazon, unless of course it actually inspires people to get Amazon Prime or whatever because of its association with Twitch, which will probably be true for some, but I don't know. I can't know for certain that Twitch Prime is actually a loss for Amazon, given that they do have seemingly other arrangements with other gaming companies and stuff. Like, have you seen all that stuff that they give away for free? Deals are being made there. I'm not sure how much money Amazon's making out of that. Uh, I can't say. I've said it before, there's a reason why a substantial amount of the improvements over the years to, to Twitch have been simply more ways to get money. Every single time there has been like, it's like, you know, the bounty board, which still hasn't come to my country, by the way. There's a lot of third-party people who set up deals between brands and streamers, and Amazon Twitch is just like, oh, we could do that too. And so they set up their own bounty board where uh, brands can come to Amazon Twitch and say, hey, we will pay your streamers a hundred bucks an hour or whatever to, to play this game. That kind of stuff. Hundred dollars an hour is a very low amount, Fanta. Wreckful, I think, once showed on stream how much money he'd get for playing like an hour of League of Legends or something when they were doing it. And it was like $10,000 or something. You have shit like this. Stream League of Legends for one hour and they'll pay you $8,400. Watch Street Fighter for 30 minutes. It's crazy. Keep in mind that these were the rates from May 2019 and Wreckful was one of the largest people on the platform. More than likely these rates have changed and they certainly wouldn't be for people like me at a smaller viewership. It's always important to remember that when you're talking about people like Asmongold or Lyric or whatever, they are like the top 0.001% or something of an entire, an entire industry. The industry that spans the globe of live streaming, they are at the tippy tippy top. They they are the Tiger Woods, the LeBron James, I don't know. They are the Zuckerbergs of live streaming. The massive streamers make a ton, but that's only a very small handful of people. Exactly. But even people like me, who, like I'm in the top 2,000 streamers, 
I'm, I'm like, based on average viewership, I'm ranked like 1700. Of course, that only includes Twitch. If you included, if you include like, um, YouTube and all the, uh, you know, the, the other competitors in China and, and all that stuff, like obviously it'd be a lot lower. But I'm at the tippy tippy top as well. It's just I'm not at the tippy 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 top, you know. I'm making heaps of money, but it's not from brand deals, advertisements, and all that stuff. It's from you guys. I have enough of a reach of my viewers that even though only a tiny, tiny, tiny portion of people, you know, give me five bucks, it's enough that it's a it's a heap of money. When you have no frame of reference. I'm sure it's hard for you guys to understand how much money Asmongold makes, but because I'm, you know, only a few steps removed from that echelon, I have a frame of reference. The money is just, it's, it's just insane. House investments motivations. Do I plan to buy a house? Um, probably eventually. I don't think about money that much. I have that luxury. It's a privilege. I try to just be generous to people where I can. There's not a lot of stuff that I want to buy. I'm not invested in anything. I'm very skittish when it comes to making huge purchases or buying stock or something. Because I have a very bleak view of the, the, the world and my future and the future of the world in general. And so whenever I think about tying myself to anything, I become extraordinarily nervous. I've said many times, I am so thankful for the job that I do and, and you guys who enable me to, to live as I do because I, I think I would have just been a nervous wreck for my entire life. Because even as successful as I am, I am still so afraid for the future. I can't imagine what I would be like if I was a person without savings and whatnot. I, 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 I pity such people and I, I wish nothing more than that, that everyone could be successful. Because when I think about buying a house, knowing that I exist in a country where there's, they talk about property bubbles all the time, or looking at the stock market, and I, I listen to people talk about the stock market and how everything's overvalued and we're due for some kind of a correction, but then other people say, oh, you know, actually the way things are set up right now, there's not going to ever be another correction or blah, blah, blah. Like it's a, I listen to all this stuff, but it doesn't make me any more confident or willing to, to invest in something. Like, when I think about buying a house, the only reason I, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll buy a house is because I can fucking live in it. I don't want investment property. I want somewhere that I can live. Because I imagine even if everything goes to shit, I'll still need shelter, right? I, I still need food. Even if my house that I bought just decreased in value by 90%, I'd be like, that's unfortunate. And I just keep streaming. <laughs> like, you know. How much would a bungalow with good internet cost in the outskirts of Sydney? Half a million dollars. I, I don't know, a shack on a corner would probably be worth half a million dollars. I don't know what a bungalow is. Is it a small house? It's not the, the, the building itself that's valuable, necessarily. It's the it's its location, it's it's land. I live in like an hour from the city, but I'm still technically in Sydney. I guarantee you that I could move somewhere I know that the taxes are lower, or the, I'd pay less rent, or I could buy a house or something. But few people are willing to go that far outside their comfort zone, or go to that level of effort to make such uh, moves, right? Like, I, ju I just want to make good content, right? Like, I, I, do, 
I do the bare minimum required so that I can continue making the content that I make and doing the thing that I do. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to become a millionaire, you know? Ever thought about moving out of Australia? I could never imagine moving out of Australia. I would never want to go through all the hassles that come with living in another country and having to deal with the visas and, you know, all the questions and um, people's scrutiny and whatnot and being a, a foreigner or whatever. It all seems like such a huge pain in the ass. Certainly, deals like the one going on between the UK, New Zealand, Australia and Canada, where I think you won't even need a passport or something to, to go between them or, or to live in the, the countries. Like, uh, th there are definitely places that I could move to with less hassle. I just don't know why I'd go to that kind of effort. Like, you make radical changes in your life out of necessity. Very few people are willing to m micro their lives to get any, that kind of benefit, to change that monumentally to get that kind of benefit. My body and face proportions. No homo, you look better with a short beard. Honestly, because I'm a little bit overweight, I think my face looks too thin for my body when I don't have a beard. Me, like, I'm, it's, it's honestly a matter of just, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror for 50 minutes and analyzing every single flaw in your body kind of thing. Uh, like, I, I don't think that's an assessment that a person would normally come to when looking at me, but uh, it bothers me, which is why I'd rather lose some weight. But uh, it's harder than it looks. I would like to be back around 85. I'm like 93 or something. But Matt, people don't look at you. You spend all day inside. Okay, it's a fair point. <laughs> rogue Company. Do I play Rogue Company? You mean the Dr. Disrespect Simulator? No, I've never played it. I don't know what would appeal to me about that game over any other game. I find it kind of funny that Doc was man managed to get a deal with that game, considering that um, like Twitch has him banned or whatever. And so streamers can't use his skins and stuff. Like, to be real, the only reason anyone's talking about the game is because of Doc. So it's an interest, like, it's, it's a decent business move, but you'd think they would have picked someone who was popular, but also not banned on Twitch. Worrying that people are donating who can't afford us. It's this weird feeling when people are really generous to you and, and give you a lot, where you don't want to think that this person is giving you something they can't afford. So when there's even a hint that this person is is misusing money that they need or something, um, I become kind of skittish. And uh, I, I try to say, look, like, you calm down, you know, you don't have to give me stuff or whatever. Because much as I, I, I like people being nice to me and I'm getting subs and all that stuff, I don't want to feel like I'm uh, negatively impacting people's lives to any significant degree, you know? It, why, it, it kind of sucks when people mess with me and say, oh man, I'm sorry, I can't keep subbing because, you know, I, I don't don't have the money, I'm like, that's a perfectly good reason to not sub to my channel. You can't afford it, you should not be subbing. Like, you know, five bucks a month is not a lot of money uh, for most people, but for some people it is, you know. And I would hate to think I'm taking five bucks from such people. Playing GTA 1 and 2. Will I play GTA 1 or 2? Maybe eventually. Like, I would rather play Bully and, uh, what's that game, the, the, uh, the, the, the Predator something, but, uh, Prey, um, uh, what's the game I'm thinking of? Oh my god, the other Rockstar oh, game. Not Manhunt, uh, Max Payne, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'd rather play Max Payne and Bully and stuff before I played, uh, other Rockstar games like that. And I'd rather play other GTA clones and stuff, like, it, 
the game's just too old, you know? I'm sure there's mods out there to make GTA 1 and 2 better in some capacity, but I mean, it's a top-down game, and nah. Honestly, I'd rather use a mod to play GTA 5 in top-down than I would to play GTA 1 or 2 top-down. But obviously, my main goal is to complete Oko and get back into speedrunning. Would I ever play more games with subscribers? Uh, other than GTA Online, when I play that, no. And maybe Among Us if I continue to play that uh, every once in a while. I have not played the original Mafia 1, I played the original Mafia 2. And the footage of that is on my YouTube channel if you want to watch it. If you have nothing to do and you want something to watch, go check out my, uh, my GTA, uh, so my, um, my classic play series, uh, playlist. The biggest mistake I made in, uh, the editing of that, of the classics videos is for the GTA 3 highlights, uh, within the first, like, 30 seconds, I say fuck, like, seven times. Uh, the video got demonetized. And I remember being surprised when that happened, like, why was it demonetized? Just the normal video. And I'm like, <laughs> now looking back, and I'm like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense, you know. This was before the, the policy on YouTube was explicitly, you shouldn't say the F word within the first 30 seconds. Hosting smaller channels. What do you think are the impacts of a larger channel hosting a smaller one in the long term? It depends on how large you're talking and how small you're talking. As a rule, there is no downside to a large streamer rating a smaller one for the smaller streamer. Unless, of course, like it's from some community or something that hates them, but you know what I'm saying? It's just in, in general. Like it's the biggest benefit though from the raid is rarely the viewers from the raid itself, but more that the the person gets boosted up in the category that they're in. So people searching by largest amount of viewers in a particular game or something will be more likely to see that person. Like it gets them exposure in different directories. And as well, it brings along new viewers. Spicy McDonald's chicken burger. So I got the new spicy McDonald's chicken burger today. I don't like spicy food, but it was something new. So I ate it and I'm like, this is spicy. Dang, I don't know what I expected. I kind of expected it to be like very low power spice, and it was, but I don't eat spicy food. So I'm sure a normal spicy person would have bitten into it and gone, this isn't spicy at all, but me, I'm like, ah, that's the exact sound I, I made. So I eat it all. Uh, it was actually quite tasty, but that first little bit there, dealing with the spice was uh, difficult. Do I always eat fast food? Over the last couple of days I have. Don't know what's inspired me to really. I, had, I was good for a, a long while there, but the last four days I've eaten nothing but fast food. Not a good move. My cooking skills. Can I cook? I can put things on my stove and watch them heat and then consume what is heated. But I, I don't have all those fancy spices and stuff. You know, I'm just like, here's some sausages. I'm gonna eat the sausages. I like, I, I cook, I was, I told people I, I cook salmon and they're like, oh, what do you put on it? I'm like, I just, I just cook the salmon. I put the salmon on the pan, then flip it over and then I eat. The result. I don't put anything on. <laughs> Is this song racist? So, have you guys heard this song? I won't play it, but it is, um, it's extraordinarily catchy. But it's probably the first song I've ever heard where I'm like, is this racist? Listening to the song, as catchy as it is, how many times it says the N-word in like a minute 30 is crazy. That's, that's a lot of songs these days, right? But what makes, it's like, it's so aggressive. Like, this to me is like the soundtrack 
of like a segregationist in Southern America chasing someone down to lynch them. It like it, it's like I, I probably listened to it like seven times because it's so catchy and aggressive that it's captivating. But at the same time, I kept, should I be listening to this? Am I gonna get in trouble? <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll have to listen to it yourself to understand what I mean. But I would never play this song on stream. I'd never be caught listening to this song, but it is very catchy. Yeah, I, I first heard it on TikTok, but what, what caused me to find the song was Soda Pop and talking about it on stream. And him being kind of hesitant talking about it, asking the person if they liked it. I'm like, why is he so hesitant about this song? <laughs> like, there's nothing overtly racist about it. It's just the the vibe of the song is just like, uh, you know, it's so catchy, but I can't add it to any playlist because it has a one in 576 chance of playing. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.